Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for taking the time on this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, everyone. Listening to me this morning as I spout off about nonsense. That's not nonsense. We love the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why you're here to get that daily dose of black and gold content. We appreciate you. We appreciate the Ride or Die crew definitely coming through in the clutch in the second half. We're going to go into the mailbag, as always, in case you're wondering how to how to get your question answered. All you got to do is find me on Twitter, at jhartman. That's the letter J-H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You don't have to follow me. Just find the tweet every Tuesday morning. There you go. Put a You just respond to that, and I answer it on the air. We'll do that in the second half of the show. But we've got a lot to talk about in the first half of the show. I had another... Yeah, I've been bumping a podcast back. I have all the notes together. I've got all the data. I've got all the back to done all the all the work. I was gonna do it last week, bumped it. Gonna do it today, bumped it. This has been moved to Friday. Now the the thing with that is that ultimately news takes precedence. And when something happens, you gotta talk about it. That's the that's the name of the game in this business. So of course we're gonna talk about Ben Roethlisberger's comments that he made on his own podcast about Kenny Pickett with Kenny Pickett sitting right there. Like I think that's really important to note. A lot of people are like, well, you know, he said it right to his face. So let's keep that in mind. We'll get into that as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers organized team activities phase three. This is when the Steelers actually start to do some football like things. They've got helmets on. They're running around in shorts. And I know what everyone always says of, Jeff, okay, they're in shorts. It's football in shorts. I know they're in shorts, people. I've been doing this long enough. I know they're in shorts, but I've always said the same exact thing, and that is this. Football in shorts is better than no football at all, and I stand by that. I would rather talk about Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and the offensive line and the rotation. I'd rather talk about all of that than not talk about anything football related. Look, we're getting ready to dive headfirst into the really deep lull of the NFL offseason. After the you know, beginning of June, OTA's mandatory minicamp wrap up. Remember last year, the Steelers essentially canceled mandatory minicamp. They had such good participation at OTAs. Mike Tomlin said, there's no need. Have a good break. I'm going to see you all back at towards the end of July in Latrobe. And then you have that Almost two-month time period where there's nothing. You hope there's nothing. You hope the only news that you get is maybe a contract extension, or maybe you get restructuring a deal, or maybe you bring in an extra free agent. You hope it's not an injury during training. You hope it's not an arrest or something like that. Which, can I say this before we get started? Dove Kleiman on Twitter. I actually like Dove Kleiman. He was the one that he had the draft picks to a T in this year's draft, way before the TV, loved it. But then he comes out and says, oh, the Steelers are working on a deal with Alex Highsmith. This was on Tuesday. And I had to re- I had to quote tweet it and say, huh, someone has said this already. Who was it? Hmm, yeah, it's a me, a Mario. It was me. I said it. I was the one that said it on Monday's podcast, in case you missed it. My sources inside the Steelers had told 
uh, you know, hey, I'm not going to tell my sources, not going to tell you how I get my sources, but they had said the deal's close to done. They just have to figure out financials. Some said it could even happen before mandatory minicamp, which is in June, like I mentioned. Keep your eye out for that, but don't pretend like Dove Kleiman broke the story. I got it first. All right. Hey, real quick news tidbit here. The Steelers reportedly hosted Marcus Golden, an outside linebacker, on Tuesday. This is a guy that was drafted out of Missouri. I think he was a second-round draft pick. He played for Arizona for a long time. Uh, Went to New York, played for the Giants for two years, and then went back to Arizona the last two seasons. Uh, The last season in Arizona, not ridiculous numbers, had a lot of quarterback hits, only two and a half sacks, nothing really that notable. But if the Steelers are looking for someone with experience, someone that's actually put up a decent amount of, I I think you would call them good statistics, this guy would fit the bill. A lot of it depends on the price tag. But it's not just the price tag. Let's let's use Bud Dupree as an example here. Bud Dupree came to Pittsburgh. I think Bud Dupree wanted to come back to the Steelers. The problem was the Steelers wanted to give him a two-year deal, and he only wanted one. And so, you know, this is Omar Khan saying, look, if I can get two years out of you, I can really maneuver money around and manage the cap better. He said, look, I just want a one-year deal. I want to prove myself again, and then I'm going to get another big paycheck, possibly his last one. So these deals, when these people come in, and this is not the first free agent visit that players have left without a contract – Sometimes it's not just the health of a player. Sometimes it's not the fit. Sometimes it comes down to the duration of the contract. It comes down to overall price tags, stuff like that. So that's the news. that's the latest news. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, they've already signed him. I don't know. But at the time of this being recorded, it was just that reported visit. All right, let's get this out of the way. The, the Ben Roethlisberger comments, okay? We're going to talk about things to watch during OTAs, and, and the first OTA is already in the books. But I want to talk about this Big Ben comment first. I want to read the quote. Okay, here's what Ben said about Kenny Pickett. Quote, I'll be completely honest. I'll be super transparent here, and I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? I wouldn't say that I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but when someone comes to replace you, I still feel like I had it. I hope he doesn't come to ball out, because then it's like, well, Ben who? Early on, I didn't want you, he's talking to Kenny, to succeed, because you followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. I think that's probably the selfishness of me, and I feel bad for it. And then he went on to say, as you started playing, I found myself rooting more and more for you. I wanted you to succeed. I wanted you to win games. I wanted you to get into the playoffs. I feel bad that I felt that early on, but I'm glad I transitioned to loving and rooting for you, end quote. So that's what he said. And I will say this, In regards to the comments and the media reaction, I honestly believe that this these comments were made by people that didn't watch the entire episode. So I watched the entire episode. It was over an hour long, and I I didn't think it was a great episode. If I'm being honest, I've watched a lot of Ben Roethlisberger's podcasts on YouTube. But at the same time, they didn't probably watch it all to get the full context of what he was saying. When I watched it, and I had already had people sending me the video, the Instagram clips, the quotes and stuff. I mean, it was all over the place. And they're like, this guy's a bum. I can't believe you would say that. So it's like, hold on. Let me watch it. Like, I want to watch it. I don't want you, you know, telling me how to feel. I want to watch it for myself. And I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. But let me start at the beginning. I thought it was a subpar episode, in my opinion. 
You know, coming off of Coach Cowher's podcast, which I thought, and if I'm being completely honest, that was one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a really long time. You probably have to go, and this is not out of outside of Steel Curtain Network, mind you. You probably have to go back to when Mike Tomlin was on the pivot that I thought there was a podcast even close to what Ben and Coach Cowher put out there. It was phenomenal. His interview with Coach Cowher was better than his interview with Mike Tomlin, by far. And it's my issue with this past episode was probably more of Spence than Ben. Spence, boy, he just kept interjecting himself. He has this tendency, and it's commonplace in young people today. Spence is probably very easy younger than I am as a 40-year-old man, where they always say bro and brah all the time. And that's like, I really can't stand that. And he says that all the time. And there were times where I just wanted to say, when I'm watching the the podcast, like, can can we just hear Ben talk more and less Spence? So, hey, you might like Spence. That's fine. I have nothing wrong with him personally. In that episode, it was just too much. However, I give Ben Roethlisberger credit for being honest. And he said it to Kenny Pickett's face, like I mentioned earlier. He didn't say this on his podcast kind of akin to, like, when he said Lamar Jackson, no one fears him inside the pocket. And he didn't have Lamar Jackson on the podcast, nor would he have Lamar Jackson on the podcast, but he made these comments about Pickett, how he felt when he was starting out, and he was honest, and Pickett was sitting right next to him. I got to give him credit for that. Because when you say that, and he even said it himself, I read the quote. He spoke about being, it was his selfishness. And here's the thing, we, we are all selfish. We are all selfish with our thoughts, with our actions, with our time, We look out for ourselves, and that's exactly what Ben was doing. It was an awkward situation. I guarantee it. Kenny Pickett on Tuesday after OTAs was asked about it. He goes, hey, I give give him credit for saying what he did. He said, you know, I I, I want him to root for me. I want him to, you know, kind of be behind me, but he said what he said. He was honest, and he, he, he respects that. I respect it, too. And I, I think that Ben Roethlisberger, he's never been one to shy away from controversy. He's never been one to shy away from saying what he feels. And that's exactly what he did. So I have no problem with what Ben Roethlisberger said when he mentioned that to Kenny Pickett. I have no problem at all. Um, I think a lot of people view it as Ben being a jerk. No, he was just being selfish. At that time, he was being selfish. He didn't want the next person in line to go ahead and just erase everyone's memory. Not that that would happen, but still, I get it. I get it. So, again, people probably didn't watch the entire episode, and I think it's just natural that you want to prove your own worth based on what your successor does. I'll give you a personal example. The the high school where I coached, again, it was lacrosse. It wasn't football, but I was the head varsity coach at the high school, and I coached there for 12 seasons. 12 seasons I built up this program. And we were not like, not like Coach KT Smith's program where he's won state titles. And I never won a state title as a coach. But at the same time, like I built something. And when I was done, I knew it was time to be done. But at the same time, there was a part of me that said, you know what? I want the next coach to do was, I want him to do well because I, I don't want him to ruin the program that I've built. But at the same time, if he struggles a little bit and parents and players are kind of like, man, we miss Coach Hartman, then that means that I had some type of impact. I leave some type of legacy. And there was that moment where that happened with me. So I understand where Ben Roethlisberger is coming from. No, I'm not an NFL athlete. No, I have not won two Super Bowls. No, I'm not going to be in the Hall of Fame of anything anytime soon. But still, you get my drift. So in regards to these comments, 
Yeah, I, I can see how when you just look at it in the context of the quote, it looks awful. Listen to it. I don't think it's as bad. Put yourself in Ben Roethlisberger's shoes. I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. He was being honest, and he was even he even mentioned his own selfishness. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm sure we're going to have some questions in the mailbag about that those comments, but still, uh, Big Ben on KP8. He was honest, and he's a fan now, and that's what Kenny said on Tuesday. He said, hey, He's a fan now. He's, he said I can contact him anytime. He'd love to help in any way, shape, or form. Hey, we're all adults here, right? Let's, that, let's put it behind us. Let's move on. Now, with OTAs officially underway, Tuesdays is in the book. We're getting ready for Wednesdays. By the time you start to see things on Twitter, the workout's already over. The Steelers have a stipulation with their media that they can't put out anything until after practice. So when you start seeing things on Twitter is when practice is already over and in the books. But I want to mention some things that fans can watch. Keep your eye out for, even if it's just like uh, football and shorts. I know it's football and shorts, okay? But there's still things we can watch. You're not going to hear me say something like, well, how's Najee Harris's contact balance? He's not getting hit. I mean, he might be by a dummy, like not a, a person that's a dummy, but like an actual tackling dummy. But he's not. this is not real contact. This is not real football. So these are things that you can keep your eye on. You can get this on your own by watching on Twitter some of the beat writers that are there. And you can kind of start piecing this together. So let's go through these. I have five things that fans should watch throughout OTAs. Number one is the offensive line. No, I'm not talking about, you know, where, who's starting and all that. I don't buy into that too much. But things like, where do they line up? Do they have Broderick Jones ever at right tackle, or is he strictly on the left side? How about Isaac Sayamalo? He can play both right and left guard. Are they predominantly having it left? Or is he even going to try at the right, and maybe James Daniels goes to left? Some people think that James Daniels is better suited on the left side. These are some of the things that the team is going to start to figure out now doesn't mean if you see Isaac Sayamalo taking a snap or two on the right side that that's where he's penciled to be but at the same time that means that they're at least keeping their options open likewise if Broderick Jones never sees the field on the right side it likely means that he's going to be predominantly on the left side something to look out for offensive line next the rookies I mean come on it's you know how are they fitting in how do they look do they look like they fit in I mean not from a social perspective you know are they friends with the team I'm sure they are but do they look like they belong is I guess what I should say when you see the rookies how are they maneuvering their way through practice and drills and things like that are coaches screaming and hollering at them for not doing something properly that's what you want to look for in the rookies next inside linebackers is there anything surprising are they using certain players and certain packages in 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 they're not doing 11 on 11. I got to make that very clear. They're doing, I think, seven on seven, maybe nine on nine. But what about are they repping players at inside linebacker that we might not have thought about? Is Tanner Muse being used at inside linebacker? Maybe and if we see him in that situation, even in this stage of OTAs, it kind of make, raises your eyebrows and thinks, wow, maybe this guy could be one of the pieces of the puzzle and sub packages at inside linebacker. Maybe we'll see. Something to keep your eye on. Next, I'm going to say it, Calvin Austin III. I already saw a video on him on Tuesday, catching the ball, repping it out. It looked like he was moving smoothly. There was no hitch in his step. There was no caution with his cuts. I want to see, does he look healthy? Does he look dynamic? A lot of people are considering him. I'm one of those people, another rookie. 
You want to see how he looks, right? So CA3, Calvin Austin the third, And lastly, all the new faces. We're talking about all the free agent signings. Everything from Nate Herbig. I already mentioned Isaac Sayamalo, Patrick Peterson, um, Keanu Neal. You're talking about all these new players that are now in the fold. How are they fitting in in terms of their their piece of this whole thing? And I, I like to look at things a little bit differently in this regard. Are they jumping on the Steelers' social media and saying what's up? How are they answering questions from the media? I saw Chandon Sullivan, the new slot cornerback, get interviewed after practice on Tuesday, handled it well. This is after Arthur Millette was released. He was getting first-team reps. That's what I want to see some of these new faces in this new place. How are they fitting in? So to recap, keep around the offensive line, rookies, inside linebackers, Calvin Austin III, and those new faces. And we'll probably recap this list heading into mandatory minicamp and, of course, during training camp. Get out of here. All right. It's a lot of me talking in the first half. Let's get to your questions in the second half. We'll be right back with the mailbag segment. fans welcome back thank you for hanging on during the commercial break it is time for the mailbag if you want to know how to ask a question just go back and listen to the start of the show let's get this show on the road we have a question from paul i think it's maybe marley a i don't know marley er sorry he said i remember you talking in years past that you made food on sunday based on who the Steelers were playing are you bringing that back this year? And if you have to choose one of those foods you can't have for the rest of your life, crab cake or pierogi. Okay, well, if I could have to choose one that I'm never going to eat again on a pierogi, a crab cake, are you kidding me? Anyone that says that they don't like a crab cake have never had a genuine Maryland blue crab lump crab cake. You've never had it. Don't take the imitation knockoff frozen food crab cake that is not a real crab cake okay so i know pierogies are great and i love them but don't no, no comparison i don't know if we're going to bring back in my my brother and i there was one time it was my brother and his wife my wife and i we didn't have kids yet and we were driving back from i think wheeling and we decided to create like a a steelers uh cookbook and all these recipes were based on the teams so it was tom brady sucks nachos grande um, Cleveland sucks sausage balls. <laughs> uh, it was the crab soup was, uh, the Ravens have crabs soup. So all this type of stuff we did. I know. I think I might still have it. I don't know. I should probably try to get that published on Amazon. It'd probably be a big time seller. Let me know if you'd be interested, but still, I don't know if we'll do that this year or not. That's more up to my wife. All right. David Briggs asks, Hey Jeff, can you delete your negative podcast comments and ratings? Because uh, I was listening to the football and with Spence, I mean Ben, I see what you did there, and looked at the reviews after, and there's literally not one rating less than a five-star. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Hashtag ride or die crew. I don't think you can delete those. Obviously, we don't delete ours on the Steel Curtain Network slash previously behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. I wish we could. Gosh, I'd go all the way back to 2000 and I don't know. 
12 when we started and the audio was awful and people said these guys suck because they it sounds like they're talking to each other with cans and strings attached to them so i wish i could go back and delete them but i don't think i can but I guess maybe they can. I don't know. Uh, so good question. Corey Eckenroth. He said, okay, Jeff. He gives a scenario for golf. So let's listen up. You're 90 yards from the pin. It, so you're 90 from the green. I'm assuming it's to the center. It has a sand trap on the back and slopes away in the front. So it's a front-to-back sloping green. Or play, do you, playing, the, playing it to the pin do you hope to stick it or play it short and putt from 20 feet? What club are you choosing? And he has a picture of actually his son and his dad, the generational thing. Man, I love it. I love it. My dad and my kids, we all golf, so it's fantastic. So if I'm 90 yards out and there's a bunker deep and the pin is, I guess I'm, I, the way I'm viewing this is that it's a back to front. It's a, it's a way in the front. So it's a back to front sloping green. I am going to play a full 56-degree wedge. I'm going to get it up in the air, try to – but remember – the miss is short here. I don't want to go in the trap. I don't want to short side myself if the pin's deep. So uh, the miss is short. So I'm actually okay with leaving it a little short, having a longer putt. Sometimes going for the pin equates into disaster. I don't want that. So that's how I would play that shot. There you go. Jeff Coons. Hi, Jeff. Hello from Ride or Die Crew North in Not Mad Canada. I watch your streaming podcast after games. That's live on YouTube. You can check us out on the Steel Curtain Network there on YouTube. He said, you'll reference so-and-so tipped us $5. How does someone do that? I'd love to drop a few in the cup because I appreciate the efforts inside the stadium. Thank you, Jeff, even though you spell your name incorrectly with a G. Now, what you have to do is you have to be on YouTube. You have to be signed into your account. And when you watch the show, if you're in the live chat, you can actually see right where you put a question on the right, it should be a little money symbol. And when you click on that, you have to connect an account, whether it's PayPal or Venmo. I don't know what the options are. And you can actually donate money to the program. Now, when you donate money, it shows up in the form of what's called a super chat. The super chat then, when we see on our side, is that it comes up in like green and it's starred. And so that tells us that someone just donated money to our network. And so we have a rule that anyone that donates money, we will then bring their question or comment up and talk about it on air. It doesn't mean that it'll happen immediately. I got to make that very clear. Sometimes, like in the Steelers preview podcast every Thursday night, I might be in the middle of asking Dave a question and someone puts a super chat up. Well, I'm going to let Dave and I'm going to let Brian answer the question. Then we'll get to the super chat. We will get to it, but that's how you do it. So let me know if you have any questions. All right, Brian Haynes asked a lot of questions. Here we go. First question, who was your Monday morning uh, conversation guest supposed to be on Monday? I'm not telling you. Still working on it. Next question, would you rather have an all-access press pass to the Steelers sideline for the season or a regular seat for BTR on the Steelers preview for the season? That's easy. Give me Ben Roethlisberger virtually every single Thursday on the Steelers preview. That would be awesome. I'm at the age we're driving to Pittsburgh every Sunday or even for home games. That's just a little much. Okay, next from Brian, what do you think happens when the Steelers get to the playoffs? Can the team make noise? Or will it be another shellacking? I honestly think they have the ability to make a run as long as they get in. I think they can win games. And this is also going to depend on how the team plays. It's really early in the process. We'll see. But I think they could get in and make some noise. Well, Yeah, I believe that. I honestly do. Would you rather have 56 and 90 or 56 and 92? He's talking about Highsmith and Watt or Highsmith and Harris. Or I'm sorry, Woodley and Harrison. Give me Watt and Highsmith. I think that when they're both healthy... 
It's the best duo in the NFL right now. Next from Brian, when Highsmith signs, do you think Khan is done making moves or do you think there are still more to be done? I think when Highsmith signs, they're still going to have to make signings. Like When you think about the Marcus Golden as an example, they might sign one of those fringe guys. It's, it's still possible that they're going to make moves leading up to training camp. All right, Brian also says, last one, given the praise BTR gave KP8 on his show, do you think Ben believes in him or was he just being nice because he was right there? I don't think Ben was playing nice. Anyone that will say, hey, I wasn't rooting for you <laughs> when you started out last year, he, he's not going to shy away from saying anything remotely controversial. So I honestly think that he was being sincere. I really do. Good questions, Brian. Thank you. King Tibbs. Hey, Jeff, same question to you that Kenny was asked. If you could add any skilled player from the past on this team, who would it be to make it interesting? Pick one from both sides of the ball. So if I can any skill player from the past. So we're talking, you know, your skill position players. Give me Rod Woodson in his prime on defense at corner. On offense, I'm I'm going to stick relatively new here and I'm still going to say Antonio Brown. The dude is a complete nutcase. Every time I see videos of him online, I cringe. But when that guy was focused on football and he was in his prime, I can't say I've seen anyone in person or in real life or someone just watching TV do it better. I'm being completely honest. All right, Caleb Guy says, I love Ace Ventura. That's the gift that I used. He said, but should range finders be allowed in pro golf? We see them in the PG. We saw them in the PGA Championship, and I'm all for it. I think it allows for a better pace of play. What say you? I don't think they should be allowed in uh, professional golf. Should hackers be able to use them? Yes. I use a GPS on my phone. I don't have a rangefinder, but uh, should should pros? I mean, come on! Like you have a caddy that's supposed to do their job. They're supposed to walk the course. They're supposed to know the nuances and be able to give you very clear distances to the front, to the back, to the slope, to the pin, do your job. Like you're a pro. I don't think it's, and it shouldn't slow down pace of play. If you do it well, you know, Patrick Cantlay and the masters just pick up the pace, dude. I go, I know it's important, but play ready golf. Think about your shot before it's your turn to hit. Don't get me started on that. That's way too much, but thanks for the question. All right. Heath Davis asked several. He said, all righty then. El Jefe, the con artist, is at it again, clearing cap space. Is this because we need money to sign the rookie class, the Alex Highsmith deal, or is it because he is planning to make another move? I think he's going to make more moves. They still have three roster spots on their 90-man offseason roster as of this being recorded, so I think they're going to still make moves, and they also do need to still sign their top three draft picks. That should happen hopefully this week. Next, if you could and the BTSC could, crew could take over the NFL broadcast for one Steelers game next season, what game would you choose? What roles would each of the crew play? Commentator, sideline reporter, etc. All right. So if we are doing this, the BTSC, we'll, do, we'll call it the SCN crew. So the SCN crew, um, I'm going to say I'll do play-by-play. I'll have Brian Davis do color. Let's put Dave Schofield down on the field. I want Kevin Smith in the booth as well, as he's like the Tony Romo type guy, okay? And then give me uh, Jeffrey Benedict as the rules analyst that we go to if there's a a question. And then we'll have like um, Jeremy Betts. 
uh, the homies, all those guys, they will be the pregame, halftime, postgame analysis. I actually think that'd be a great idea. We should do that. Heath also said, after your talk about your golf game the other episode, you got me at the course this Thursday so I could knock the rust off for the first annual Let's Ride Steelers charity golf tournament. When did you decide to host that tournament again? We've talked about this, Heath, uh, in direct message on Twitter. If I get someone to help, I would love to set up a golf tournament. I'd call it the Fans First Sports Network Golf Tournament. It wouldn't just be the Let's Ride. I would love to try and get some former players in there. If we could raise some money for a charity, that would be awesome. I would love to help. I absolutely would. Heath also said, final question. If your kids were the reincarnated versions of Steelers greats, which child would be uh, which player and coach and why? Love the show, man. Wish you and your family well. Heath, wish you and yours well as as well. Uh, it's tough. I have four girls. So it's there's Steelers greats and coaches. like That doesn't happen. My son, um, he loves. He's still to this day talks about James Conner. He loved James Conner, so I'll go with that. Doc M Southside Doc, he asks a question. Optimism about the team is currently high. Describe the logical touch points leading up to the season opener that would be appropriate to gauge the team's progress. Leading up to the season opener is going to be tough because there's so much stuff that isn't actually talked about. It's not actually practiced leading up to the season opener. However, health is going to be important. Uh, the moves that have been made, like all that's going to be really important. I mean, you can talk about preseason success, but does that actually carry over to the regular season? I don't think so. So that's where that becomes a very difficult proposition. MDibs24 asked several questions. If you had to pick a coaching staff of Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Marvin Lewis, what spots are you putting them in? Marvin Lewis, defensive coordinator, Jim Harbaugh, special teams, Belichick, head coach, I guess. Also from MDibs, name three players from each side of the ball that you would never want to see in a Steelers uniform again. Oh, my gosh. Okay, um, defense, let's go Mike Mitchell. Let's go Artie Burns. And let's go with uh, Ziggy Hood. On offense, oh, Ladarius Green, Dante Moncrief, and LeGarrette Blunt. There you go. I can't believe I did that. That was off the top of my head. I'm impressed with myself. Nat, last one from M. Dibs. Since The Replacements is not one of your favorite sports movies, as you mentioned before, pick a player from that movie to be on the Steelers roster. I'm all for the deaf tight end of Clifford Franklin. I honestly don't even give you the kicker because I remember the scene where they're dancing and he's smoking. Seems like a funny guy. Joe Cirillo. All right, Jeff. Here's a good one. Start one, bench one, cut one. Mean Joe, TJ Watt, James Harrison. Okay, start Mean Joe in his prime. Bench T.J. Watt, cut James Harrison. Yeah, I said it. Bartholomew Grapp, after hearing Big Ben's praise of Kenneth Shane Pickett on footballing, does that make you feel better about his sophomore campaign? It doesn't make me feel anything, really, as it pertains to Kenny Pickett's season. It's just a talking point. It's something to discuss. That's really all it is for me. Todd Hall says, Jeff, you have asked for our opinions or comments in regards to the footballing comments. It would be, I would be interested to know what your thoughts were. Well, listen to the first half, then you heard them. Last question from Haskins QB1. Hey, Jeff, what are three keys for the Steelers to have a great season and make the playoffs? Okay, these are not in any particular order. Number one, red zone efficiency. I truly believe the Steelers will be able to run the football on every single team they play this year. The question will be, can they turn that time of possession, ball control, 
Defense is fresh into touchdowns. So red zone efficiency is number is one. It's one of the three. Number two, injuries. Can they avoid the big injury? Yeah, everyone says, well, last year the the front five of the, the offense that was so crazy, how how they they did they were just so consistent because they stayed healthy. That's great. And it was it's very true. However, you lost TJ Watt for like the first half of the year. That's a huge injury. So you got to avoid the injuries. And then three, it's can certain players step up and take their game to the next level? And I'm talking about someone like Kenny Pickett in year two. I'm talking about can Matt Canada get the job done and raise his game to the next level? Those three things. If they can do those three things, then I think that this team can have a great season and make the playoffs like you suggested. All right, those were some great questions. I appreciate it. You know, I've got to say this. A lot of people ask me about golf. You know, with Fans First Sports Network, I have the opportunity to potentially do a golf podcast. If that's something you all would actually listen to, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. You can send me an email, whatever. If you would listen, maybe I'll do it this summer. So keep that in the back of your brain. All right, folks, thank you very much for taking the time on this Wednesday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Be on the lookout Friday for me, Jeremy Jerome Betts, in the All Bets Are Off segment, talking all things OTAs and potential. Steelers potential. Oh, that word. My gosh, I hate it. All right, folks, you know we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. Go Steelers.